is that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Well, hello, I'm David Freeman Whip. Is that really in the Bible? Did you know that some Christians observe Saturday as the Sabbath day? Actually, I am one of those persons. I keep the seventh day Sabbath. We, uh, I'm part owner of a business also. We let our workers off on that day. We don't allow anybody to do work for us on that day. And as a teenager growing up, you know, my family, they kept the seventh day Sabbath. They went to church on that day and they didn't do any work on that day. It was a, a rest day, a 24 hour period of rest from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. And I'll be honest with you, as a teenager, I really didn't care for it that much because, look, I had my life to live. And as soon as they would go off to church, I didn't go to church. I didn't want to go to church. As soon as they went off to church, I'd be out there washing my truck, making sure it's clean, getting ready for a date, you know. And uh, I'd be cleaning it up. But, uh, you know, I was sort of like, you know, that Bon Jovi song, uh, It's My Life. It's now or never. I'm not going to live forever. Uh, that, that was me, you know. I, 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 you know. It's my life. I'm going to do what I want to do. So I really didn't care for the Sabbath day. It wasn't until God called me and convicted me of the Sabbath that I started keeping it. But the majority of Christians, people, Christian people keep Sunday as the, the Lord's Day. Now, as far as worship is concerned, I really don't think God gets that upset if, as far as one hour of worship. Okay. I don't think he gets upset if, if people do it on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. As far as one hour, I mean, as far as people just getting together and saying, hey, let's worship God, let's uh, have a little short little message, let's uh, pray, uh, praise, uh, sing some songs and prayer and maybe have a prayer request. And yeah, I don't think he gets upset, regardless of the day. But it's a little more to the Sabbath than just a one-hour worship. And that's what people overlook. Now, I want to ask some questions. Does it really matter which day we keep? The Sabbath? Saturday or Sunday? Now, it may not matter to you, but does it matter to God? And the second question is, how can we know for sure which day is the seventh day of the week? Well, let's look at Exodus 20, verse 8. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Notice that. I want you to remember it. I want you to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work. That's specific. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord, thy God. You know, the Sabbath identifies the God that you serve. Look, look at that again. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord, thy God. Again, the Sabbath identifies the God that you serve. That's not a, you know, that's not just something you should toss out very quickly. You need to realize that. In it, you shall not do any work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your cattle, nor your, the stranger that is within your gate. Again, we give our workers off on this day, and I think they appreciate that. You know, they got, actually, they got the weekend off. Uh, 
Saturday and Sunday. But uh, because we keep the Sabbath, you know, most businesses, if you go to work at it, most businesses, businesses, they're going to work you on Saturday. You know, but we don't. We give our workers off. And I think they'd like that. Exodus 20 and verse 11. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that was in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Now, the, now let me just add something. You know, the reason you may want to keep the Sabbath is because there's a blessing connected to it. Did you pick up on that? The Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Anything that God blesses, I want to be a part of. Okay? I do. I really do. Now, the concept of making holy. If I had, I don't, I don't have a table up here, but if I had seven golf balls, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and I took the seventh one and I just set it over here on another table, I have sanctified it. I had made, I had made it holy. I made it special because I have taken it and set it over here. I separated it from all the other golf balls. Okay, now the sixth day, let's notice what happens on the sixth day. Genesis 1 and verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. No gender confusion there. Okay. And he told them, you know, well, what did he tell them? To be fruitful and multiply. Well, you know what that means, don't you? Be fruitful and multiply? You know, I mean, Marvin Gaye used to have a song, Let's Get It On. He had another song, Sexual Healing. You know, there is a healing in making love. You know, did you know that there's some churches that think sex was the original sin? Yeah. I wish I was kidding. But there's some people that believe that. Anyway. Now, okay, on the sixth day, God created man and woman. Now, let's notice in Genesis 2 and verse 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he had rested from all his work, which God had created and made. You know, I, think, I just think this is cool, that God created man on the sixth day, man and woman, he told them to be fruitful and multiply, and then, on the, then he gives them a day of rest, the seventh day. He says, don't do any work. Stay in bed all day if you want. Now, the example is for us. Did God need to rest? Well, did Jesus need to be baptized? No, I don't think so. When you see these examples of God, it, it's an he's, doing thing for our, he's doing these things. God, God does these things like rest, and baptism, Jesus' baptism, for our example. So we won't overlook it. Yes, you're supposed to be baptized. Yes, you're supposed to, you know, keep the Sabbath day and rest. Okay. It's for the benefit of man. Benefit for husband and wife. Now, next question. Has time been lost? You know, time, since the beginning, since the 6,000 years that man has been on this earth, you know, I don't think that time, time schedule has ever been lost. Have you ever lost track of what day it is? What'd you do? Well, you ask somebody, what day is What day is this? Yeah, and they get on the speaker at Walmart. Excuse me, does anybody in here know what day it is? And everybody shouts back, no, nobody knows what day it is. No, somebody knows. 
somebody knows what day it is, you know. Now, the dictionary, if you look at the dictionary, you look up Sunday, guess what it says? First work day of the week. You look up Saturday, guess what the dictionary says? Seventh day of the week. I believe the seventh day of the week has been preserved by Christians and Jews alike down through history, down through history. Now, some people will say, well, the Sabbath is a Jewish thing. It's for the Jews only. It's for Israel only. We keep something called the Lord's Day. Let me tell you something. Listen closely. There's nothing Jewish about the seventh day Sabbath. It was made in Eden on the first seventh day, 2,500 years before there was a Jew. The same seventh day Sabbath will be kept in the new heavens and earth for eternity. Get that. Isaiah 66 and verse 23. Isaiah 66 and verse 23. 22, excuse me. Isaiah 66 and verse 22. For as a new heaven and a new earth which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. All right, this is a future event when Christ will return. Verse 23, and it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, says the Lord. So what is the word of God saying here? Well, it's saying there's coming a time in the near future when Christ returns and establishes his kingdom on this earth that all flesh, and that includes you, all nations, all people, will honor God's Sabbath day. So I'm just thinking out loud. If that's what the Bible says, and we just read it, how concerned should you be about God correcting you? About the day that you go to church on? That it's not the Sabbath. It's the first work day of the week. Shouldn't you be concerned? That's, I'm, all, all my, I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm, you know, I'm just saying, since we can look at this from the pages of the Bible, should you be concerned what's coming in the future? All right. Sunday is the Lord's Day. Let's talk about that. Now, this one's almost silly. Revelation 1 verse 10. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Now, this is where they get that. You know, it's about the only place it's mentioned. Uh, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. You look up Lord's Day and, you know, you type in Lord's Day and this is what comes up. Revelation 1 and verse 10. And people try to say, well, this is talking about a Sunday. It, it, it's, you know, you talk about a stretch of the imagination. You talk about really stretching things. No, it's talking about the day of the Lord. The day when Christ returns and sets up his kingdom on the, the, day, the day that Christ starts to intervene in human world affairs. This has nothing to do with a specific day of the week. It's talking about the day of the Lord when Christ returns. Okay. Now, let's talk about 
the Jerusalem council. Acts 15 and verse 1. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except you be circumcised, after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. Now they had to correct this nonsense. So what was their conclusion? I mean, obviously these people had, had believed that literal circumcision was required for salvation. And they had to correct this. Paul, the disciples, all had to correct this. Now, Acts 15 and verse 28. For it seems that we're asking what was the conclusion of the Jerusalem council. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. That you should abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication. And if you keep yourselves, you shall do well, fare you well. So think about this. I mean, this Jerusalem council, they corrected the issue about, okay, you got to be circumcised to be saved. They, they dismissed that nonsense. And to the Gentiles, they said, look, it's just a few things that you need to work on. You know, you need to abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from strangled things and from fornication. You know, stay away from fornication, sexual sins, okay? And uh, if you do that, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be doing things the right way. Now, my question is this. At this Jerusalem council, why are there no instructions about a new day of worship? You see, had there been a new day of worship, we're no longer going to worship on the Sabbath the seventh day of the week. Now we're going to worship on Sunday, the first day of the week. You know, uh, uh, Jesus uh, rose from the dead on a Sunday, which he did not. It was late Saturday afternoon, right before the sun set. Remember, Mary came to the grave early before the sun had risen on Sunday, and, and he was already risen. Okay, so Jesus rose from the dead late Saturday afternoon before sunset. So, but, okay. Why is there no instructions about a new day of worship? Had there been a new day of worship, that's all this Jerusalem council would have talked about. We got a new day of worship. We got a new, we got the Lord's day. We're worshiping on the Lord's day now. It's been changed from Saturday to Sunday. You know, that's all they've been talked about. You know, we, 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 we've been keeping the Sabbath for 4,000 years. And now we got a new day of worship. Do you think that would have been left out of the Jerusalem council? Do you think that's oversight? No. The reason it's not mentioned is because there was no new day of worship. No new day of worship. So what was their conclusion? Okay. All right, let's, let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at this. Uh, Acts 15 and verse 21. For Moses of old time has in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogue every Sabbath day. In other words, we've been hearing about the law of Moses and the Sabbath day for 4,000 years. It's preached every day, every, not every day, but every Sabbath day in the synagogue. All right, that's the reason you don't hear. Listen to me. Had there been a new day of worship, that's all that Jerusalem Council would have been about. A new day of worship. And there's not a word in there 
about a new day of worship. Acts 13, verse 42. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Notice, the Gentiles said, we want to hear these words the next Sabbath. And Paul said, oh, forget the Sabbath. It's been done away with. Uh, you come back tomorrow on the first work day of the week. No, no. You've been lied to about the Bible. Acts 13, verse 44. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Why? Why did they wait till the next Sabbath day? Listen, the New Testament church, Jesus Christ, the disciples, were all keeping the seventh day Sabbath. Nothing was ever changed. Acts 17 verse 2. And Paul, as his manner was, what does that mean? As his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of Scripture. Revelation 22 and verse 4. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they might have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Listen. When you, you know, I asked the question, how come there's not a word at that Jerusalem council about a new day of worship? What you got to have is the authority for the change of a new day of worship. You have to have it from Jesus. I mean, you have to have it from the word of God. You have to have Christ saying something like, uh, boys, we got a new day of worship. There is nothing in there. From you. There is no authorization for a new day of worship. It's not in your Bible. Zilch, nothing is in there for a new day of worship. So let's take a look at the real Lord's Day. The real Lord's Day. Mark 2 and verse 27. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. What day did Jesus say is the Lord's Day? Jesus says the real Lord's Day is the seventh day of the week, the Sabbath day. And he tells us that the Sabbath was made for man. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, he created man on the sixth day, and the seventh day he gave him a day of rest. How wonderful is this? Now, I admit, with Jewish tradition and the oral law, the, a lot of the Pharisees had made Sabbath-keeping a miserable experience. They, con they condemned Jesus' disciples for harvesting on the Sabbath. They were not harvesting. Believe me, they were not harvesting corn on the Sabbath day. They were not out there making an income. They were not out there making money. They didn't have their little sacks where they put the corn in. They didn't have any of that. They were just taking a few kernels of corn and pop popping them in their mouth. So, but, but they had, you know, the Jewish tradition and oral law, you know, they, you can pick a few grapes off the vine, but if you pick a cluster, that's sinning, that's harvesting. These are, these, these are not God's law. These are Jewish traditions. This is the oral law or the tradition of the elders, okay, which Jesus totally dismissed, by the way. Totally dismissed Jewish tradition and the oral law and the tradition of the elders. Of course, they got him killed, 
Because they had placed their interpretation of the law above God's law. Yeah. So the true worshiper then will be keeping the Ten Commandments. I mean, think about it. One cannot imagine a true worshiper bowing down to an idol or taking God's name in vain or serving false gods. But how many who profess to be true worshipers of God or Christians completely disregard or even reject the fourth commandment? How many do that? I mean, yeah, they're all four, nine of the Ten Commandments, but they totally reject the Sabbath day. The true worshiper, uh, Christians who keep the seventh day Sabbath, are often thought to be a little strange. Excuse me, I got all my notes right here. Uh, they are, they, yeah, they are thought to be a little bit strange. Sabbath-keeping churches are often labeled as cults. They are. They're labeled as cults. Seldom does one find in Christian bookstores material promoting Sabbath-keeping. But there's tons of literature against keeping the Sabbath. That is far more common in, in bookstores. Now let's consider James 2 and verse 10. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, do not commit adultery, said also, do not kill. Now, if you commit no adultery, but if you kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. Okay, I want to go through some points here. Number one, the Sabbath was made at creation. It was made for man. Number two, the Sabbath identifies the God that you serve. That is such a powerful concept. Such a powerful concept. Number three, the Sabbath was to be a sign between God and his true people. Number four, the Sabbath was to be a perpetual covenant. Number five, the command to keep the Sabbath is found in the Decalogue. In other words, it's found in the Ten Commandments. All right. Six, the Bible tells us that both Israel and Gentiles will, be key, will keep God's weekly and annual Sabbaths during the millennial reign of Jesus Christ on this earth. Here's what you gotta get your mind around. God created the Sabbath day for our benefit. It is a blessing. It is a blessing. Now, I wanna offer you some free material, actually seven pieces of literature I'll send to you. Free of charge, won't sell your name to a mailing list, won't beg you for money, everything I do is free. Everything, we give away everything on this program. Compare that to other churches, okay? Just compare that to other churches. Every church you, that, that you can name me, they're selling something, I guarantee you that. They are selling something. You just haven't looked hard enough, but they're selling something. We give everything away for free. Freely you have received, freely give. Okay. Number one, why do you observe Sunday? You need that. 
Whatever, whatever happened to the Sabbath? The Bible Sabbath, seventh day or first day? Roman Catholic and Protestant confessions about Sunday. You need that. Why the Protestant Reformation failed? You need that one too. What would Jesus do on the weekend? Now that's an interesting concept. What would Jesus do on the weekend? 100 facts on the Sabbath question. 100 facts on the Sabbath question. I'll send that to you free of charge just for the asking. You can write me at the end of the program. But anyway, as I said, God created the Sabbath. God created the Sabbath day for our benefit, for man's benefit. It is an incredible blessing. And that's what's really in your Bible. Does it matter which day you worship God on? The fourth commandment says, Six days shall you labor, but the seventh day of the week is God's Sabbath day. For nearly 2,000 years, people have disagreed about which day, Saturday or Sunday, is the Christian day of weekly worship. Is this an important issue or does it really matter when the Christian performs his worship activities? The crux of the matter is simply this. Who are you obeying when you present yourself before God to worship Him? Get the facts by ordering Sunday Worship, How Sunday Worship Really Came About. Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia. 24151. Also, visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.org.